0: Welcome to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino, your tour guide on the journey to becoming a veterinarian. Listen along as we provide you with tips, tricks, and tales on applying to veterinary school. Welcome back to the Pre-Vet Podcast. I'm Alex Avellino. Today, we have a very special Pre-Vet Podcast episode. We have a bunch of folks from different vet schools here to talk to you about admissions and to talk to you about their school and what their school is about. So if you're not sure what vet school you wanna go to, today is a great day to listen.
1: Hey everybody, I am Dr. Gretchen Delcombe. I'm the Director of Admissions for Colorado State. Um, I uh, love Colorado because it has a little bit of something for everybody. Uh, We've got the mountains, we've got the plains, we've got a little bit of everything, there's even, water here too, believe it or not. Not quite like the coast, but there's some water activities here as well. So living in the state of Colorado gives you lots of options.
2: Yeah, so I'm Deanna from Iowa State's College BetMed. Um I'm the coordinator of recruitment. Um, and what I love about Iowa, um, Alex and I talk about this all the time, but I love The seasons. We have all four seasons. Um, It's a little bit chilly today here. Um, Not too bad, Um, but we will see snow and all of that. So I really love the seasons in Iowa.
3: My name is Kathy C. I am the admissions manager for the vet school here in Columbia, Missouri. I love that my grandchildren are here in Missouri. I have... A two-hour drive to see just one and the rest are right here in Columbia. We have all seasons. We go snow uh, blading and they do their sleds and we do skiing at the Lake of the Ozarks. We can go to the Arch in St. Louis and we can eat barbecue in Kansas City.
0: You know guys picking a vet school based on where your family lives is a wonderful idea. You want to make sure you have some support for sure.
4: Hi, I'm Jenna Henshu I'm representing the University of Wisconsin-Madison School of Veterinary Medicine. And what do I love about Wisconsin? Um, Similar to many of the other admissions representatives, uh, I love that Wisconsin offers a little bit of everything. So you have the chance to do things like ski or hike um, in really green remote areas, or you can take part in Um, plays or musical events in larger, and festivals such as Summerfest in larger cities. So um, a little bit of everything in Wisconsin. And um, as a foodie, um, there's great food in Wisconsin.
0: I'm thinking a lot of
4: cheese curds for sure. Cheese curds, any way you can make them, we have them. Love it.
5: Um, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is Tuan Sellers, and I currently serve as the coordinator of admissions for our DVM program here at Auburn University. Um, so I guess the thing that I appreciate and enjoy about Alabama, um, I'm originally from North Carolina. Um, I like that there's so much history um, tied to the black community and the, the challenges that the black and African-American community um has and continue to face that it, a lot of it has started here in in um, alabama so we have montgomery um about 45 minutes up the road birmingham is about two hours away and if you really need something fun to do or need a more urban um experience you can go to atlanta which is like an hour and a half away and of course you're going to always fly in and out of atlanta and and not at any of the airports here in
6: alabama
0: using a vet school near airports is quite wise especially if you're going to an out-of-state school so that is good to know
6: Hi, I am Dr. Callie Rost. I'm the Assistant Dean for Admissions at Kansas State University College of Veterinary Medicine. I would have to say what I love about Kansas, and I grew up in Kansas, so um, I do love it. Um, What I love most is the people. Uh, The people here in Kansas are some of the friendliest people you will ever meet, so um, it's a great place.
0: Love that. Definitely want our veterinarians to be nice people. That's how you guys are going to get your clients to keep coming back Um, with their patients, their furry family. So how we're going to do this today, podcast listeners and my undergrad class, we are going to go through a couple of areas of vet med that every student should be aware of when choosing a vet school. Some of those things will be culture. Some of those things will be climate, which our guests alluded to a little bit already. And then we'll also go over different parts of the admissions process. So I would love to just go ahead and start off with culture. So I'm gonna ask my guest to tell me if you could describe your school's culture in a few words or a sentence, what would it be?
4: Okay, I'll go ahead and start. Um, one thing um, that I think you'll see in a culture at Wisconsin is something that we really strive for is a culture of collaboration. So. Collaboration between veterinary medical students, uh, collaboration between students and faculty and staff, and collaboration between students within our professional school and the other professional schools that you see on the UW-Madison campus. Wonderful. Let's hear from Gretchen at Colorado State.
1: So if I had to describe CSU's culture in a few words, it would probably be genuine self. Here, people are pretty laid back. I think it's something to do with the environments, being able to get out into kind of the wilderness of Colorado. People have a pretty good work-life balance, um, try to wrap up things at four o'clock so then get their hike in for the day, those kind of things. Love that. Go
0: on a hike. You know, We say that we go on hikes in Florida, but we're just walking on a trail. There are no (laughs) inclines.
2: I would say really we have a culture of wellness, whether it's the, the um, counselor that you can see here um, on site or whether it's just kind of that encouragement to, hey, do some studying, but also take some time off. Love that. We just went over the eight
0: dimensions of wellness last week, so you guys would be totally ready and excited to get involved in that culture.
5: Um, So Deanna, I hate to sound like I'm I'm copying you, but one of the things that I wanted to talk about was um, the culture of self-care. It's one of the things that we really promote from the very beginning. Um, I know even here in my office when I'm meeting with prospective students and their families, we always talk about the importance of that work-life balance.
6: Um, I I would echo a lot of what's already been said. I wrote down supportive uh, when you asked that question and I know a lot of undergraduate uh, pre-vet students, it's a very competitive, you're all competing for for those few seats uh, that exist at every college. But once you are into the program, it becomes a very supportive environment. Uh, But that support, uh, I think, is what really resonates with me here at K-State.
3: I believe we're all on the same train here. We're going down the tracks trying to help and support and be there when our students are needing us.
0: Well, students, I hope what you really heard there was, if you choose any of these vet schools, you are gonna get a collaborative, a a program that really cares about your well-being. You're gonna get a program that wants you to do the best that you can. We're gonna stop being competitive when we get into the program and we're gonna start being a family. So what that tells me is, there is no wrong choice when choosing a vet school. So let's dive into what could differentiate differentiate these vet schools, and one of those biggest things would be weather and location. So we talked about that a little bit in the beginning when you all introduced yourselves, but I would love to hear what type of student would love living in your area. So for Gainesville, it's folks who love the heat, they love the humidity, they're not obsessed with seeing seasons. Um, They like living in a college town where they have all their amenities nearby. So it's more of like a small city, um, not a big city, not huge rolling fields nearby. They kind of have everything they need. So what kind of personality and what kind of weather lover would do well in your location? So tell us about the town.
3: We tell you if you don't like the weather in Missouri, just wait till tomorrow and it will change. We were at 85, 87 degrees yesterday morning and by five o'clock it was at 63 Um, when we went to bed it was at 50 and woke up at 50. Uh, When we interviewed now we'll be doing zoom interviews but when we interviewed and bring so many people in from across the country there are many that are from the east coast and west coast that that just aren't able to slide in from the airport and and make it through our slick days of uh, January February weather Uh, But we have all four seasons here at Missouri and many people can then have a little bit of every season they love while here learning
1: here in Colorado, it's very dry. And so uh, you do have to adapt to the dryness, but the snow is actually very mild. It'll come through, it'll be beautiful like a postcard, and then it melts in like two days. It's the craziest thing. Um, So mild winters, actually. We actually have more sunny days here in Colorado than even the great sunshine state of Florida, which is surprising too. So that keeps me really, really happy here. Um, It is, is dry, uh, but the, there's, um, it's kind of a crazy ecosystem here so we've got the plains that go up into the mountains and so there's like a wide range for whatever anyone's looking for whether they're looking for a little more rural they're looking for some even like farmland property those kind of things we've got uh like it's i don't know it's like over 40 miles of like hiking biking horseback riding trail in here so people take advantage of that in the city for those who are from the south it's a very adaptable winter
6: We have all four seasons here, uh, which a lot of students enjoy. You know, when it, the first time when it snows every winter, half of our students are outside because they've never really been around snow Uh, and it's fun for them. Uh, The other great thing about Manhattan, um, you know, a lot of people say Kansas is in in the middle of nowhere, but really we're in the middle of everywhere. Uh, So it's pretty easy to get here. Uh, There are direct flights right into Manhattan out of Chicago and Dallas. Um, and then once you're in Manhattan, it's about a city of about 50,000 people. Uh, it doesn't take much longer than 10 minutes to really get anywhere you want to go. Um, it's, it's really a beautiful place. Uh, Manhattan also has a lake here really close, so a lot of students, beautiful days like today, it's 70 degrees and absolutely gorgeous. Um, they'll get out to the lake when they can, uh, get out by the water and uh, have a little fun out there. A lot of people paddle board things like that in the fall and the spring. Uh, a good variety and most of our students really enjoy it.
5: So if you love college football, especially SEC football, then I think you would really, really enjoy being Auburn. If you're looking for strong winners, um, you're not gonna get that here either, um, but it does get really hot. We don't really see a huge distinction in the in the seasons. Um, I wear suits generally every day and so it gets quite uncomfortable, um, but a lot of people love the heat. As I mentioned earlier, they're, um, you do have Atlanta, which is about an hour and a half away, Birmingham, which is about two hours away. I think the closest beach is three, um, like Destin, Florida, um, uh, Panama City Beach, um, Mobile, about three and a half to four hours away. Um, so there's a lot of geographic change um, in the area. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's an exciting place. It's definitely a college town, um, but you can access large cities, like I said, within a couple hours drive.
4: So Madison is our state capital. Um, The School of Veterinary Medicine is located right on the main campus. And the University of Wisconsin-Madison campus sits on an isthmus between two of three of um, Madison's large lakes, um, providing us with what I of course feel is the best college union um, (laughs) uh, with a beautiful lakefront view. Um, All four seasons present in Wisconsin Uh, If you are somebody who is opposed to cold or snow, um, you'll learn to love it. (laughs) Come to Wisconsin. Um, We do do have um, plenty of cold and snow days, um, but something to know, uh, Madison is a super bike-friendly city and students, faculty, and staff manage to bike year-round. If you're looking for a little bit of everything, you'll find it at Wisconsin.
2: So we're in, our, so I'm in Ames, Iowa. Um, if you think of Iowa and you kind of put your finger right in the middle of the state, that's where Ames is. Um, and we do really have a lot um, for everybody. Um, so there are a ton of biking, um, walking trails, um, you know, hiking is what we, you know, call walking on really nice paved trails, sometimes through woods. Um, But we are about 40 minutes north of the biggest city in Iowa, so that's where you would fly in. Um, But we're a college town, so although there's only about 50 or 60,000 residents, um, we do have, you know, a Target, a couple of Walmarts, grocery stores to choose from. Um, It's really easy to get around town, too, um, because of our bus system so you can since it is such a small town in about 10 minutes you can be in the middle of a cornfield if that's more your style um, as well so we kind of have something for everybody okay
0: let's do some rapid fire questions and i think what is most important and a lot of you guys hear me say google something so we're going to try to ask our admissions panelists things that you couldn't Google. We're going to get their opinions on some things. We're going to do it rapid fire so we can hear from everybody. But if you have specific questions about things like tuition for these locations, we can easily Google that. So we won't be asking them about those types of items. We're not going to be asking each person, um, do you have an interview or do you do essays? Because we could look into that ourselves. So let's do some rapid fire. Panelists, one to three items that you think is a reason someone might come to your school. So for UF, I might say certificate programs, location, and culture of fun might be the three things that I say. So one, two, three things that you're like, a student comes here because of this.
6: Um, One would be uh, our clinical skills program. Uh, So students begin clinical skills like many other programs in the very first year, the very first week, by the end of the first week, they do have a live animal lab doing physical exams. Uh, The second would be our um, mobile surgery unit. So we have a a trailer that has two surgery suites within it, Uh, it travels around to animal shelters and um, the community shelters, humane societies, they spay and neuter dogs and cats. Uh, Fourth-year students are on a two-week rotation there. They will each do at least 50, five, 0, five, zero <laughs> uh, surgeries uh, in that two weeks. So surgery skills, um, stellar by the time they graduate. Um, and the third thing I think I would say, and I already mentioned it once, but that is our faculty. Uh, the faculty are very dedicated to the students. Um, pretty unique experiences sometimes here at, at Kansas State, really producing those uh, practice-ready veterinarians.
1: Um, so I've pulled our students coming here for interviews and asked them, which we're not doing anymore, but uh, why are you applying here? And number one is location. Everybody wants a reason to move to Colorado. So that's number one. Uh, number two is probably our combined degree programs in the rigor of our academic program. So uh, we have the highest, probably one of the highest numbers of different combined degree programs, which you can definitely Google and, and, and dive into later, but uh, we've got some unique programming here, and so I think that's what attracts a lot of students. And number three is the people. So again, when students come and visit campus, they meet the people here, fall in love, want to be part of this environment, and also the people out in practice. I hear so many advisees coming to me and say, I know this alumni, they talk about how awesome CSU was, and I can't wait to like find out more. So um, location, degree programs, and uh, people.
5: So. I think one of the first things that people would say about um, the College of Veterinary Medicine here at Auburn University is we have really, really nice facilities. So we have uh, a really, really new, uh, relatively new and modern small animal teaching hospital. But we also have a very um, nice large animal teaching hospital that's about 25 years old. We would say that our food animal and our companion animal programs are really good as well. Um, And then this sounds corny, and I don't know if you guys remember the commercial from the 80s, um, Advanced Auto Part. They say uh, the best part. Um, is our people. Um, and I can personally attest to that because I've been working in higher education now for about, professionally, for about eight or nine years. Um, and one of the reasons I chose this job over some of the other um, jobs that I was offered was because of my interaction with the people during the interview process. So it's gonna be our facilities, um, our food animal companion animal programs, in my opinion, and then the the people here at the, the college. Our
2: students um, don't track um They essentially pick an area of focus in their third year to help us schedule rotations, um, but we don't have kind of a formal tracking program. So you really learn it all um, so that you could potentially go out in your career and and do it all or do anything. Um, So that would be my first thing. Um, Faculty mentorship is huge here. So like Mr. Sellers was saying, you know um, that really good support from faculty members who will yes find whatever time works in their schedule to uh, meet and and really kind of give um you know whether it's more information about the class or their chosen you know expertise that sort of stuff and then the last thing is um we really have a club culture here um, at Iowa State. So there's over 900 clubs on uh, campus, but 42 of those um, are devoted specifically to vet students. Um, So everything from, you know, a a SAVMA chapter um, to a voice chapter to um, an AABP um, to a Zoo Exotic Wildlife Club. There's a ton of different clubs. Um, It's also pretty easy for students to start up their own club. So if there's something that you're interested in um, that you can't find at Iowa State, uh, you can always kind of create your own club and find um, your people that way too. So Uh,
3: First and foremost is our curriculum is a two and two program quite different than most all the others. We cover the lecture lab sections of education in the first two years. And then we have two years of clinical experiences where they're actually rotating in clinics with patients and clients. We have then um, a higher than, pass, higher than average pass rate on the boards. Many of our class years, 100% passed the first time. And then that leads to uh, research opportunities. We have um, the best researchers, some of them working on things right now for the government and for the COVID and helping right here the building next door to us. Um, and then, as I, you know, I, I have to say it's the same from school to school I'm, I'm hearing here. Uh, our faculty are the best. Our faculty are there for you. They're um, family people, of course, too. We have tailgates right here in our front yard when our football season is going up because our dean is very active. Uh, but I believe you'll find the, the first and foremost would be our two and two curriculum.
4: Something, and I'll probably echo much of what was said by others, um, but kind of thinking of top three, I would say, one, the ability to really prepare you for whatever aspect of veterinary medicine you're excited about. So students can come in knowing exactly what they want to do, and we can prepare you for that. Um, Or there's a lot of flexibility within our curriculum um, through elective courses and one-week intensive selective courses to explore different options um, before deciding in your third year an area of emphasis for your clinical training. So knowing that there's um, really lots of opportunities at Wisconsin to kind of really focus on whatever aspect of veterinary medicine you are excited about. Um, Second, I'm gonna repeat what others have said, Um, fantastic faculty. So fantastic faculty, and I've really seen that as we've transitioned to, online programming through the um, COVID pandemic, really the commitment um, to engaging curric- um, engaging coursework. Uh, that's just been super exciting to see. Um, and then last, I would say um, for students who have an interest in research or students who have an interest in a dual degree program, um, we're very fortunate enough to have other strong professional schools on our campus. So students who have an access, uh, interest in uh, dual DVM MPH, or perhaps um, students who are interested in pursuing additional training, but not through a full dual degree program. Uh, through the School of Medicine and Public Health, we offer a certificate in global health, um, which students can complete during their four years of DVM programming without adding on any extra time towards graduation. So. Um, Lots of things that draw students to Wisconsin.
0: Wow. Good luck choosing vet schools, everyone, because everyone has so much to offer. The last question I have for our panel is kind of a two-part question, and it's what everybody wants to know. So we can frame it in what's a big red flag? that you might see often on the application or in the interview process if you have one. And then based on that red flag, what's your general advice for students to maybe avoid those things or something that the school is really looking for on that application?
2: Okay, uh, so I think for us, um, one of the red flags is not having kind of a mature view of veterinary medicine. So a mature and professional view of veterinary medicine. And I think that translates into a little bit of uh, the kind of career goals. So if your career goals are to give back to your community and provide like free um, clinics and all of that, fantastic. But as a mature member of the profession, you also have to pay back your student loans. Right and pay rent and all of those sorts of things. So I think that translates into especially those essays where you can, um, you know, kind of show that maturity, um, that understanding of the profession um, in what you write. Um, but it also might be a way to try and kind of brainstorm, you know, how you um, describe those experiences, those veterinary experiences that you've gotten, um, and also. You know, maybe it's a letter of recommendation that can that can speak to um, your kind of work in that profession or in the profession so far. um, Or your maturity um, and what aspects you have there.
4: So at Wisconsin, um, one thing that I would say we see as a red flag um, would be when applicants speak negatively um, of other programs practicing veterinarians, um, former faculty members within their undergraduate career. Um, So we really expect our students to ask, to um, act in a professional collegial manner at all times. Um, And that extends to the students that we would see as prospective students that are entering our program. Um, So we just encourage you, we know not every experience in your life or undergraduate career or, Pre-veterinary preparation is going to have been positive or wonderful, um, but you need to find the professional um, and polished way to bring that into your your application.
5: Um, One, I mentioned earlier that we don't require students to have perfect grades to be admitted into the program. So let's say, for instance, we see an applicant that has a 3.96 because they earn 1B one of the first questions that that committee is gonna ask that student is what happened? And it's not because they wanna know why Why do you not have a 4.0? They wanna hear how that student explains that 4.0 and how, or not having that 4.0 and how they reacted to not making perfect grades. Because oftentimes what we'll hear is the student will say, well, the professor or the teacher or the instructor. And that is a huge red flag to our committee members because they're gonna be the ones that are teaching you and listen, vet school, again, I'm not a veterinarian. My degrees are in education. I have I know nothing about veterinary medicine. But from my understanding, it's very hard. So you can't necessarily come in and expect that you're going to have a perfect 4.0 the entire four years you're in the program. So they want to see that you can take ownership if you earned a B. Hey, even if it was the professor's fault, you need to figure out a way to kind of spin it and say, I did this. They don't want to hear you blaming the professor um, or the instructor on why you didn't earn a, a 4.0, which also goes into attitude. So one of the things they're going to try to assess during that interview and in your essays is they're going to try to uh, understand whether you have a positive attitude, um, whether you're mature and wh- whether you're ready for the professional DBM program here.
6: Uh, these have all been great so far. Uh, same red flags here. One that I will add is um, an unpolished application and an unpolished interview. Uh, So you are on campus, you have career centers, you have professors um, that you know, you need to learn how to use those resources. As a veterinarian, you're never going to get through a day without using the resources that you have. So um, prepare for your interview, go to a mock interview. Uh, And now that most schools are going to be doing Zoom, your career centers are probably offering mock Zoom interviews. And it's an unusual type of interview to have, so it's very important that you prepare. Um, It's very obvious to interview teams when a student walks in and they've not prepared at all, um, versus someone who's had a few mock interviews. So the very first question that most interview teams are going to ask, tell us about yourself. And so it's amazing how many times a student does not have a response prepared for that question. It's probably going to be the one that you get asked at every single interview that you go to. So interview preparation is very important. And then just application-wise, typos, misspelling, grammatical errors, please uh, have somebody look at your essay responses. Uh, They still need to be your own, so it should be your words, but someone else can catch some of those errors for you and uh, give you a recommendation. And then the other thing I would say is we also ask for a resume or a CV for applicants to upload. And well, a lot of times we look at that as a quick reference, but we read very detailed on the VIMCAS so many times that students have not completed their VIMCAS application. They have all this information on their resume, but it's not on their VIMCAS application. So spend the time, make it detailed. We want to know about you. uh, And the only way that we will is if you, if you fill out that application correctly with very few errors and just prepare
3: sorry to say, I am such a mom when it comes to the applications. And um, we have a, a policy, we do not give extensions for the deadline. So I would encourage any PreVet to start working in the spring on the application and submit it early. Um, we recommend that you get more than just three letters of rec. You have to have three, one from a vet to complete an application. You can have four, five, and up to six, so that if at that deadline, one who has swore they would send it in for you and then it didn't get sent, they're on the phone calling us saying, well, will you take it if I run it up to the office? Will you take it? We have a no policy, we have a policy on nothing comes that is not submitted through VimCast. I cannot encourage enough submit everything. Second, just real quick, I know that VimCast application says uh, focus more on college. We're very nosy here at Missouri. We want to know everything from a young adult on. So ninth grade, maybe, start telling us. A flag would be someone who has an application, one, submitted right at the deadline, because we do look at that. And two, one extracurricular activity, one. That's all they've done. Uh, Complete the application, fill it out, tell us everything, hold nothing back, spend time on the essays, and don't do a one-paragraph essay We share with us. We expect three, four paragraphs on the essays, and we're switching essays with FEMCAS this next year. It'll give you topics to discuss. That will be more, I hope, to your benefit. That's the mom in me coming out, so just wanted to share a moment with you.
1: Yeah, so this is less of a red flag, but more of general advice. Um, I think my colleagues all are probably experiencing the same thing. We've had a huge national increase in the number of applications again this year, and um, we're dealing with just a large load of applications here at CSU and we, we traditionally have. Um, and so for us, it's really important to not just check the boxes. And what I mean by that is just, you know plainly state you know I answered this Vencast question and not here I did these hours the more you can like Miss Kathy said talk about who you are and your personality your your personal interests the things you do outside of veterinary medicine the things that we can read and see to get to know who you are you can stand out from the crowd of thousands of applications that we're reading. So at CSU, we do a holistic review. We really dive into your story. And so uh, candidates think that we don't want those stories, but we do, we wanna know who you are, not just have you checked the boxes of being you know, meeting, the requirements to apply, it's, it's more than that. So uh, yeah, try to think about how do you convey your personality over to the admissions committee through your, your um, application. Wow, what
0: great advice. I'm so happy that when all of our listeners and everyone in this undergraduate class right now prepares to apply to these schools, I hope what you're hearing is the enthusiasm and the support that each office has for your application, that they want you to do well, they're giving you the tools to succeed.
2: Go Rams! Go Cyclones! Go Tigers! M-I-Z! Go Badgers!
5: War Eagle.
0: Go Wildcats! And I'm Alex Avellino, go Gators, and we'll talk to you